I'll say this. I hate when I have slow internet and I hate getting hostility from business computer guys. Uh, If you're sick and tired of yours and your network's not running properly, if he takes forever to call you back, are you paying the company good money to keep things working but you're still having constant problems, slowness, and other recurring issues, does your head hurt from having to deal with all of this? If this describes you, please be sure to call my good friend Matthew Odom at Heritage Digital, 843-664-8989. Heritage is an IT firm that specializes in safely securing and managing your business IT network. Whether you have one employee or 500, Heritage will make sure that your business isn't bogged down by IT issues impacting your security, productivity, and most importantly, your profits. Heritage will perform a no-cost IT assessment and ask you all the right questions to make sure your network runs correctly all the time. It's for one low monthly fee. Uh, I know that When I've done this before, one low monthly fee is great. With clients from South Carolina to California, Heritage has you covered. So please call my friend Matthew Odom of Heritage today, 843-664-8989. That's 843-664-8989 or heritagedigital.com and get rid of all the issues negatively impacting your business once and for all. This portion of the Inside the Gamecocks podcast is brought to you by Heritage Inside the Game Guys Podcast. Special JC Sherbert here with you. Special three of three for this week. Once again, on vacation in Myrtle Beach, pre-recording this Game Guy defensive preview. Uh, everybody reports officially on Thursday. Practice gets started 9:40 a.m. Central, uh, excuse me, Eastern Time on Friday. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the defensive side of the football. Good uh, interview with Clayton White. Uh, at the Beamers, Birdies, or Birdies with Beamer. It's going to be hard for me to say Birdies with Beamer. Uh, golf outing the other day. Got to like Clayton White. You know, I, I, I like listening to him because he's a guy that's just like, hey, man, you know, this this is what we want to do, and uh, this is what we're going to do, and, and here's what we're going to do. Uh, big background and all that good stuff. Um, you know, when, when you talk about Shane Beamer and the defensive side of the ball, and there were a lot of guys uh, a D coordinator's names floating around. Jay Bateman from North Carolina was one. Um, Derek Mason, who's now at Auburn, was another guy that got spoken with. Uh, the, the guy from Mississippi State, Nick. Uh, gosh, I always forget his name. Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, who had a tremendous year last year. Um, doing that. So, so Zach Arnett last year, nobody knew who he was. Syracuse hired him. Leach hires him at Mississippi State, and he has a phenomenal season. Of course, Mississippi State's got some good defensive players. This could be that kind of hire with Clayton White because he's coming from uh, Western Kentucky where it's not easy to have a good defense. That's a school that is in Kentucky, so they got to go recruit all over the place, and sort of their calling card is offense and has been uh, with Petrino there and uh, Willie Taggart was there for some time. And then, um, you know, you had, uh, Petrino's there, Taggart, who else was at Western Kentucky, uh, during that kind of time. Oh, uh, the, the guy from Purdue, uh, Jeff Brom, Jesus, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, uh, how did I forget that? But Brom, um, so that's an offensive school. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of great defensive talent in there, you know, uh, just from your footprint, and it's an offensive league. And um, so that's not easy, you know, 
So I, I, I thought when the hire was made and you look at the, the, the stats and all that, that's tremendous. So it's a creative defense too. It's a, you know, they've got some, you know, Will Muschamp's defense schematically was, you know, a good bit Saban, but, you know, he did some nice little wrinkles and stuff. He was a little different than maybe Saban and Kirby um, here and there. You just never saw it. I, I don't know. You know, I don't – Travis Robinson was calling I – mean, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong on defense last year, but we're not here to talk about last year. We're here to talk about this year's defense. I think you guys will like the scheme. Uh, I will caution you. There are some – some there's some potential there this year for this defense to give up big plays just based on what we know right now. Now, what you want is we want to know before the season starts some things, you know, and maybe you feel a little comfortable with it, you know, but uh, I think that, um, you know, I think there are some, a lot of questions to be answered. So we're going to go through that right now. Uh, everybody talks about the defensive front and, and, and here's the thing about that group. That group has the potential collectively to be as good as they want to be. Uh, there is some leadership in that group, Jabari Ellis, Aaron Sterling. Those guys have been around a long, long time. Uh, Jordan Birch, Zach Pickens, uh, Zach Pickens told Shane Beamer the other day, he was like, uh, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in five-star guys. Um, you know, you, you look at it and whether you're a person that values production over everything at the college level, or whether you somebody, you're somebody that has the mentality that you have to be highly star rated and elite to be great. Most of the time you're happy with this group because you look at it, you know, Jordan Birch, five-star Zach Pickens, five-star two of the highest rated recruits in the history of the school, the history of the program up there, Lattimore Clowney level, top 10 national prospects, both those guys. Uh, and J.J. Enigbare, four-star guy. They beat Georgia on, and he's from Georgia, which was, you know, that's impressive. Uh, you know, you, you look at Jordan Strong coming in, who was the nation's sack leader last year. And, and look, you didn't hear about Jordan in the, in the spring because he got hurt early, but, you know, after hearing Clayton White checking with some contacts myself, listening to Shane Beamer talk about this guy uh, there, you know, their eyes light up and, and Clayton White's <laughs> uh, comment was he's going to take a lot of guys in the SEC by surprise. Um, and so it's a good thing to have, you know, with a lot of these guys, you know, and, and you got some depth there, you know, and you can't start six guys on the defensive front. Maybe you can, because this defense does look exotic sometimes. But they're gonna um, they're gonna move some guys around, uh, move Birch around. You know, Birch is six six two seventy five. Take advantage of that. And I, I think if this thing comes together and everybody stays healthy, this could be a dominant type D line from a pass rushing standpoint. That said, teams run the football in the SEC. That's the focus of the defense too. Can you stop the run? I don't know. I don't know. J.J. Enigbare is, a, is an A, A-minus last year, pat rushing the passer. Probably about a C, C-plus against the run. Um, think Birch can play the run pretty well. I mean, the times I saw him in there, I mean, he made some plays against the run. Zach Pickens, I thought, was really the, you know, the D lineman that, uh, you know, kind of got – 
when people started saying he wasn't good or whatever because he wasn't making plays, but I, I thought he made some progress last season. Uh, and then Jabari Ellis, technique-wise, leadership-wise, you know, he's a big guy. It was very heartening to hear Clayton White talk about Rick Sandage showing some leadership. And, and I'm going to say this uh, about Rick. You know, number one, he was 6'5", 315 last year. He's down to 6'5", 302. Number two, Rick Sandage can be as good as he wants to be. And that's another four-star guy out of North Carolina. The Gamecocks beat Georgia on him. If Rick Sandage turns it on, they're going to have issues uh, because he could beat Jabari Ellis out just because he's better than Jabari Ellis. I mean, Jabari Ellis is really good. So, but you you want to rotate and all that good stuff. But man, Rick Sandage turns it on. That, that's just going to add another dimension. Uh, Jakeem Green came in from JUCO. I've always been high on him. Probably overshot him a little bit. Uh, you know, based on his production at Nebraska, but as a run stopper, they like him. Um, you know, don't underestimate Taka Hemingway, man. He's six three, three hundred. You know, and so if Sandage can't do it, and Ellis can't do it, or Pickens can't do it, Taka Hemingway will take their job. Taka can also set the edge a little bit. Um, MJ Webb has gotten better. Uh, you know, Devontae Davis is still in the mix. Uh, Boogie Huntley and Nick Barrett. Uh, are guys that are younger, but they're going to need him to come on and play some snaps this year because you have a lot of older players not on the inside. Uh, and so we'll see sort of what happens there. Uh, out on the edge, I mentioned J.J., Jordan Birch, Jordan Strawn, Aaron Sterling still there, you know, so you got some production. Um, Rodriguez Fitton is listed on the on the roster now as Hot Rod Fitton. So Hot Rod, you know, uh, he got a lot of valuable snaps at the end of last year, too, because people were hurt, uh, as did Gilbert Edmond, uh, who Clayton White mentioned. And, and I think Gilbert Edmond, that's one of those guys out of Florida. Uh, Gamecocks flipped him from Jeff Scott in South Florida. So you guys you know, that don't like Jeff Scott, you'll be happy about that. Um, that, you know, you, you get late sort of like a Sky Moore. And it's like, wow, you know. He ends up being really, really good. Rashad Fenton was that way too. Um, and, and I think, again, you got a lot of older guys. So as we move forward, you're going to need Edmund probably in 2022. Uh, and then Tyreek Johnson, 6'4", 270, struggled with injuries his whole career. Um, was a guy Alabama actually gave an offer to come to camp. Uh, and Muschamp and those guys really liked him. He just kept, you know, preseason blowing out his knee and all that good stuff. And, uh, he enrolled later because of a knee injury. He's healthy and, and um, was the surprise of the of the spring on the edge. Uh, and see, that, so those those guys are with Mike Peterson, the edge guys. Uh, and and there's going to be some of them. Look, guys, just get ready. There's going to be a buck. You know, there there there's a position in this defense called the buck. Don't freak out. <laughs> uh, and it's used very similarly to what what Muschamp and company did. Um, so, you know, don't don't freak out about that, the buck. By the way, uh, the previous two special episodes, I, and I don't know what's going to happen because I'm recording this uh, July 31st before I jump on an airplane to go to Myrtle. Uh, the cookout is today. So I don't know what's going to happen with regards to commitments this weekend. Uh, but I'll say this real quick, just in case – 
They get James Pierce and DeAndre Martin, two defensive linemen out of North Carolina. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, James Pierce is a buck type, 6'5", 225. Uh, probably going to end up being about 260 when all is said and done, long-armed, explosive. Uh, and then, of course, you have uh, the defensive line tackle, DeAndre Martin, who was a receiver in high school two years ago and his body changed. You know, ultra-athletic kid there, too. Uh from Virginia originally. So it's Virginia Tech, South Carolina. Um, goes to school in Durham, North Carolina. He's listed as a North Carolina prospect. Uh, I'll say this right now. Um, I think South Carolina's getting them. That's where my crystal ball is. But, you know, doing further research and saying, well, it's not a North Carolina kid. Really, it's a Virginia kid. The, the pull of the Hokies with in-state guys is a little bit more so. Uh, I just wanted to mention that that side note while we're talking about the front because two front guys could very well be a part of the class by the time you're listening to that. And I wanted to share my opinion with you. Linebacker, got to get healthy. Got to get healthy. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I, th- that's the issue with a lot of these guys. Uh, Muhammad Kaba has not been overly healthy. Still has a ways to go. Was out for spring. Um, you know, Rosendo Lewis, not healthy his whole career. Sherrod Green out the whole year last year. Spencer Easton Riddle, who I think can give you a few snaps. He runs around and hustles. He's a guy that, um, you know, was another knee injury, all that. Uh, a little thin in numbers there. You know, is Colby Fields a freshman going to be able to get on the field? He's Colby's 225 pounds, by the way. Uh, he's listed in recruiting at 205. So that's that's a guy that can step in and do it. Uh, you got some walk-ons, Ronnie Porter and true freshman. And then Daryl Ware played a bunch last year out of Fort Dorchester. They actually like him. They like Daryl Ware, uh, the new staff does. So he could get some snaps. Uh, Damani Staley is back, six foot, 246-pound middle thumper linebacker. Uh, again, a guy that can give you some snaps. I, I think that – you know, we'll see with this group uh, when they get healthy. I, I, I think this, I, I, the Brad Johnson thing at Mike linebacker or at an inside linebacker position, the Mike of the will, that may be his better position. Uh, I'll say this. I, I went to Pendleton high school when he was a recruit interviewed him and talked to his coach and, you know, Georgia and Clemson were sort of talking to him, Clemson, especially and Brent. They said Brent Venables liked him as an inside linebacker. So, Take it, take it for what it's worth. That's what that's what Clemson and they didn't offer, of course, but that's what they wanted him as. Uh, you know, and then there's Mo Kaba. I, I, you know, looking at this group, Debo Williams is a true freshman, has a lot of good instincts. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just a, you don't know. You know, and, you know the, and the number one question is going to be: are, Can they stay healthy? You know, can Rosendo Lewis make some noise? At middle linebacker, you know, I, my guess is with this group that Sherrod Green and then either Brad Johnson or Mo Kaba are the starters. Devontae Staley's a reserve. Maybe with Daryl Ware, Colby Fields and Debo Williams are guys that could probably make play more and more as the season gets on, especially Debo got there early. And so, you know, D- Debo, if he has a big preseason, could start. I mean, that, that's what kind of guy that is. And, you know, Debo's, Debo Williams is a, a DJ Swearinger type of guy, except he's a linebacker, which is scary. <laughs> loves football, loves being aggressive, loves the game. Loves – always got a smile on his face, works exceptionally hard. Um, 
So, you know, hey, if he can take a starting job, it's probably good for South Carolina, nothing against these other guys. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But the number one, the number one thing with linebackers is get healthy. Get healthy. And then, you know, Bam Martin comes in or Bam Scott comes in and and he's injured. And so here we go. He's he's probably gonna redshirt. But you know, he measured in 6'2, 230, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Very instinctive player, gonna be really, really good, by the way, down the road. Uh, and then that brings us to our I help consulting mailbag question. I'm gonna roll this out here. So uh want to thank iHelp Consulting, by the way, but if you're a business owner, you're always looking to save time and money. That's where iHelp Consulting can help. iHelp is a Gamecock-owned and operated company whose only mission is to help businesses save money on expenses, whether you might be paying too much for credit card processing, internet insurance, or anything else. iHelp can help save your business the most money without sacrificing quality. And remember, if iHelp can't save you any money, you don't pay them anything. That's right. If I help can't help your business, it's no cost to you. Call or text Daniel Owens at iHelp, 843-372-5713, or visit iHelpConsulting.com to schedule a free consultation. That number again, 843-372-5713, iHelp Consulting. How can I help you? And this comes in from Brandon. Uh, JC, really appreciate you reading this question. Uh, do you have any idea who the starting safeties will be? I do not. <laughs> I uh I think that's a great question though that's why I read it um look I uh, they've done a lot of work on the defensive backs during the offseason compared to the the spring and you know I, I thought there was some light at the end of the tunnel with this group in the spring uh with some scrimmages and things like that, pleasantly surprised you know things like that I you know it, it, it uh RJ Roderick I'll start with him they love him you know, the previous staff loved him. I think he practices really well, probably. But uh, – and he's shown some leadership. And, and, you know, after opting out last year, I mean, they've solved all that. So, that's 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 over. So, you know, I, I would be surprised if RJ does not start. Uh, I think Jalen Dickerson and Jamar Brown – could be big, big parts of that safety equation. Uh, the thing with Jalen, just like Ultra Smith, is you know, how long can he go? You know, often injured one after one thing after the other. When he's played, he's productive. You know, so best case scenario back there, in my opinion. Um, and then you got Tyrese Ross coming in from Washington State, who's a depth guy, Carlin Splatel um, from. Uh, uh, Assumption, you know, Division Two guy coming up, bigger guy could probably play the nickel. Um, O'Donnell Fortune could probably slide back to safety and can compete. David Spalding's more of a nickel. Uh, you know, you, you sort of look at it, and there, there's some options there. But if you're just talking about safety, you know, and and look, Jalen Foster's going to play a role. Don't get me wrong; I don't know that he'll be the full time starter. Um, but he'll play a role. Uh, but, but, but I think, you know, you look at it, my feeling is that it, that it could be Roderick and Brown because, you know, Jamar Brown is sort of a spur linebacker type of guy. Uh, but I do think he's athletic enough, fast enough, good enough ball skills to do it. Um, is that ideal though? Because you've got two heavy safeties there that are, you know, more run stoppers than, 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 
coverage guys. So, 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 so is that, is that, that, is that feasible? That's the question. And I don't know, maybe not. Um, maybe Jalen Dickerson can start and it's Dickerson and Brown or Dickerson and Roderick. Uh, you know, that, those are all the questions they have to answer. You know, Tyrese Ross played 13 games as a true freshman at Washington state. He's a tough kid. Um, you know, and then you got to ask yourself, Marcellus Dial from Woodruff, really good spring, really good offseason. Is he going to beat out Cam Smith and, and Karan Prunty, who just came in from Kansas, who was a freshman All-American and didn't give up a touchdown at corner? I don't know. He hadn't played football in a while. But does Marcellus go back to, to safety? Does, does Fortune go back to safety? Fortune's still 180. He's got to get bigger. You know, what's Isaiah Norris going to play? You know, th- those are all the questions. Uh, that, that Tory and Gray and, and his group will have to answer. Uh, at corner, I mentioned, I think, you know, Smith, Cam Smith's now up to 187. Remember everybody, he was like 167. They were like, oh, Cam Smith's too light. You know, when he's up to 187, third year in the program. Uh, you know, obviously he probably feels bad about that game against Tennessee, uh, you know, and, and all that. Uh, because the you know the special teams mistake he made, but uh, I, I think he recovered pretty well. You know, he also gave up a long pass in that game. Once he got thrown in there after Horn and those guys left, you know, even the plays he got beat on, those are learning experiences, and you get better. I think at corner by playing and having a short memory and all that. So I like Cam Smith at one, and I, I you know Karan Pronti, you don't bring him in to sit on the bench. Um, and I like him at the other spot, Prunty 6'1", 190. So th- these are two pretty good-sized corners. You know, beyond that, it, it is. What, what, it, what is dial? Is Fortune going to be a corner? Norris, to me, is a corner. Um, Darius Rush is a guy that uh, has popped up in some conversations. Spalding is more of a nickel. But keep in mind, they play five. You know, I mentioned Carlin Splatel. Carlin Splatel could be the nickel. You know, older guy, not sure about – you know, man-to-man coverage on the outside with a very fast receiver, you know, but I like him in the box. He's active. He's tough. One of the first guys from Everett, Massachusetts, secondary. You know, South Carolina now, uh, in their two deep, I was looking at it the other night, they, they have guys from Everett, Massachusetts to Miami, Florida. Uh, remember we talked about the I-95, you know, from Miami to Maine? Uh, it, it, it's kind of like that now already. Don't count out. Ladarian Craig or Joey Hunter uh, with all this. Joey's been hurt. Uh, and Craig is a guy from Mobile that it's one of those guys that came on late. A lot of schools really wanted, could be a big time guy. Uh, I, again, I, I think that looking at the defensive backfield overall, you feel better about some options now than you maybe did when everybody left. But you did, you know, Jamie Robbins is not there. Horn's not there. McQuamu's not there. Uh, John Dixon's gone. Um, you, you lost a lot of guys. But then, but it's not like situations in the past maybe where you're looking and you're going, boy, if one corner – I remember during the Spurrier era, boy, if one corner gets hurt because you're sitting there with Carlos Thomas, Stoney Woodson, uh, and uh, Captain Munderland, if one corner gets hurt, you know, that's going to be bad because you can't play nickel and all that good stuff or you got to throw a guy out there that, that's not ready. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think the key is Torian Gray, Clayton White. They got to figure it out, uh, figure out who goes where and what. Um, and I think given this group, guys, those of you that were frustrated about cross-training and thought that was an issue, it's not an issue. 
by the way. Um, but some of these guys going, you know, obviously didn't don't, they didn't want any part of playing safety. There were more corners and like Keyshawn Nixon. Um, so some of these guys just weren't in the right spot. And uh, I think even if you hear about cross training with this bunch, you can probably be confident they're going to be in the right spot. Uh, Torian Gray and, and, you know, this defense, you know, you look at his background at Virginia Tech, you look at Clayton White's background. Clayton White's a secondary coach, by the way. He's, this is, he played linebackers his first year coaching linebackers. Um, so the secondary is everything for the, for these guys. If you look at their careers, they're, they're good at, at figuring out where to play guys, where to plug them, what to do with them. And so we'll see, you know, how it all goes with that. Thank you for the question, Brandon. And thank you. I help consulting for the mailbag. And that's it. This is defense, you know, and overall, I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, there's a lot of talk about the offense this year. Uh, defense, there's, there's a, a lot of talk about the defensive line being elite. There's work to be done on that back end. And, and if there's a concern and some questions you want answered, um, you know, this preseason practice starts Thursday. Uh, it's back there. It's back there on the back end, linebacker and defensive back, and we'll see what happens. But the good news is they've they've tinkered with it. They've gotten guys in. They got some transfers. Some guys have made some progress. Uh, I was glad to see Isaiah Norris got in. I, I think he's a very talented guy from T.O. Hanna. Uh, you look at his tape from New Mexico military, he's really fast. Um, and so he's there now. So, you know, you, you've got some more bodies. We mentioned Pronti. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So that's all the time we have right now on the, uh, on this, uh, defensive podcast, I guess. <laughs> Got to get to the airport folks. Um, and, uh, again, when you get this, I'll be chilling in Myrtle beach, but wanted to do some previews for you guys. Cause you're such a loyal audience. Everybody likes the podcast. It seems, uh, and I enjoy giving it to you, uh, most of the time, you know, when we have it last, last week, we had it five days. There's a lot to talk about. All right, folks, if you want to get in on the, I help consulting mailbag for next week, when, when I return, I'm going to read all of those. Uh, you, you can tweet to at the big spur pod, or you can uh, send an email to inside the game at gmail.com. I'll read, I read every single one of them. Uh, certainly love the banter. Love the questions. Uh, you guys are smart, you know, uh, those of you that email in. And it seems like every week I get more and more from different people, and I really appreciate that. J.C. Sherbert signing off. Hope all of you are doing well. Practice is starting. It's always exciting around Columbia when this happens because uh, it signals the start of a new season. Everybody be good. <laughs>